my Dell's World number 108. Good morning, good evening, whatever the case may be. It's Mike in the mobile. Just uh, had to run out to my dad's house, drop off a couple of items, and I figured I'd take the dog for a ride. So, got Casey the dog in the back seat. Stinking like an old dog should. <laughs> uh, he definitely, definitely smells like an old dog, but oh well, it's because he is one. And he's all excited that he gets to ride in the car, but not the, not the back of the truck. <laughs> he likes the, likes to be inside where it's warm. I don't blame him. It's minus seven degrees what the thermometer said when I left the house. So, let's see, today is, uh, uh, what is it, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday the 27th of January. Like I said, we're uh, heading out to my dad's house to, uh, let's see here, whoops, Done. no, alright. This stupid GPS. I just want to know when I'm going to be there. I don't want to. <clears throat> With these stupid touch screens, you, you know, you hit. There we go. Alright, now I can get it. Done. Hit that, hit that. Turn the sound off because I don't need you to hear that. It's totally wrong on the way it, you should go, but yeah, I got one of those uh, Tom Tom One GPSs because my uh, Garmin unit died. But then uh, I see, or it doesn't die; it, it locks up when it tries to acquire satellites. And uh, did a little reading online found out that uh, there was some sort of uh, firmware update for it so I gotta find all my cords and stuff and do the firmware update on the old Garmin and hopefully that'll uh, fix it. It just plain flat lines. I know it doesn't <laughs> but I mean, that's the only way you could describe it. it it's an older uh, it's called a GPS 5. It's you know one of the little either handheld or you can put it in the car and you know it has maps in it but not uh, not every map and you know it's a, just a monochrome screen but now when I turn it on it'll uh, look like it's running normally for a couple of minutes and then uh, it just uh, literally there's a black line down the middle of the screen and uh, call that flatlining so hopefully it's that firmware thing they made mention of the WAAS satellites, uh, something to do with uh, the thing will lock up or uh, crash or however they put it, but uh, it had something to do with uh, some satellite update. So it was actually the GPS system itself that uh, <coughs> screwed up. So I don't know, we'll see. See if that uh, fixes it. If it does, that'll be great. I don't have a GPS for uh, for the uh, off-roading and uh, local stuff. It'd be pretty.
perfect one for the uh, scooter. Pretty much convinced now I'm going to sell the uh, Honda motorcycle and uh, purchase myself a uh, Honda Rucka scooter, which is a, uh, oh, I don't know, kind of looks like a on-road, off-road uh, scooter. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. It's not, not like a Vespa. But it's in that same class of vehicle, but it looks more like a, a mini bike you'd, you'd have had in the 70s. It's kind of neat looking, and you know, supposed to, supposedly it'll do 40 miles an hour and get 100 uh, miles to the gallon and go on road, off road. That'd be just perfect for my normal treks around town. And then I take that uh, old Garmin GPS 5 and put that on there. I have a handlebar mount for my uh, motorcycle already for for that unit, and uh, of course I'll probably also get a handlebar unit or mo mount for this TomTom. -tom. Although TomTom's uh, that, uh, <coughs> I don't think it'd be loud enough to hear it. And on the with the Garmin, it doesn't talk; it just beeps. So. Hear that when you're on a scooter. Another cool thing about a scooter in Michigan, if it's under 49 or under 50 cc's, so these are 49, it's registered as a moped, which means you're not required to have insurance on it. Which, but I would anyway, just because if I bought a brand new one, I'd be silly not to. If thing got ripped off or wrecked or something, as well have insurance. And then. Uh, the other thing is you don't have to wear a helmet and you know which you know sometimes you feel like just putzing around without a helmet so but it's not required on a moped and uh, the best thing about it is it costs uh, fifteen dollars for three years to register it instead of uh, thirty eight dollars a year it costs for the motorcycle plus the motorcycle you're required to have insurance i did check on insurance <laughs> For the for an 09 ruckus, It'd be like ninety dollars a year for full coverage. And I'm like, hmm, that sounds all right. Of course, the brand new they like twenty two hundred dollars, so <laughs> not like you know, not like it's a huge risk for the insurance company as far as uh, money goes. Cause, you know, basically, uh, you can replace the whole thing for two grand. Anyway, so that's my thought. Of course, today I wouldn't be caught riding one, but, you know, some of the winter you could. And with this one, has got uh, off-road knobby tires, or on-road on off-road tires, so it should handle the snow fairly well. And, uh, you know, it would be good in the summertime. I could I could foresee me uh, riding that uh, four out of five days in the summer and on weekends and whatever depending on what I'm doing can't take a passenger on a 49cc bike but most of the time I don't have passengers so I bet you it's really cold <sighs> the heat in the car is working good 
said, I don't think we've been above 10 degrees very much since the first of the year. But it'll break here sooner or later. It always does. I'll be bitching about the heat, but I'm guessing it's going to be another good couple months before that happens. I don't know, though. But, you know kind of half expecting to get more snow. I mean, we had like records, record amounts of snow for December and uh, first little bit of January, but then uh, it last uh, week or so, we haven't got anything to speak of. I said the last podcast, it was snowing just a little bit, but just enough to cover up all the dirty snow from the snow plows and salt and sand that they put on the roads. But it didn't even cover the road or anything. And it quit fairly quickly, so... I don't know. I think we're probably... When this cold snap uh, breaks, uh, we'll probably uh, end up with some snow. But uh, the colder the lakes get, the less snow we get. I've talked about lake effect a lot. uh, as As the water temperature goes down... Lake Michigan, it really affects our lake effect snowfall. We'll still get system snow, which you know usually isn't nearly as much, but you know, it definitely stops the lake effect machine. Although you know it could still kick up you know, if the temperature gets to like 20, and the water temperature, if it's still liquid, is around 30, you know, around 32. The uh, the uh, bay, uh, Grand Traverse Bay, right there near Traverse City. Uh, the East Bay is uh, froze out quite a bit, quite a ways. The West Bay isn't froze yet, and uh, usually it freezes if it's going to freeze that year, and it hasn't in the last maybe once in the last ten years, maybe twice. But when it freezes, uh, it usually doesn't freeze till the middle of February. So, got another two, three weeks before that happens, if it does. If it stays cold like this, it might go a little earlier. But they define the bay, West Bay being froze by uh, the ice completely covering the surface all the way out to uh, what's known as Power Island, and Bower, Bowers Harbor, which is... Uh, out about, uh, I don't know, 12 miles offshore uh, in the bay, and, uh, and there's a little uh, village of Bowers Harbor that's up there, and there's another across the bay uh, on the other side, Sutton's Bay, so if it freezes out that far, it, uh, it's considered frozen, and they keep records on uh, what years that's happened, and I forget what the record earliest time was, but it was probably right around the middle of January, but it's not even close yet. He said as they drove by there on the way out, uh, yeah, it was froze out maybe uh, you know, 50 yards from the shoreline, the shallow water. The rest was still open. Uh, it's always nice when that when the bay freezes over because. Uh, you know, and people can get out on it and do some ice fishing and get these things around here. 
ice boats. They're uh, sailboats, sort of, but they got skis on them instead of uh, sort of a boat hull. But it's set up, you know, with a sailboard sail, and it's really uh, quite something. But, uh, you know, those things really cruise. They get out on East Bay when that's froze over, but uh, when they get out on West Bay, it's, you know, it's a lot bigger area for them to go and get better wind, and it's really fun to, to watch them, but uh, like I said, it's kind of a cross between uh, ice skates and a sailboard, and uh, they, they do it on some of the inland lakes around here too. If the snow's too deep on top of the ice, then they can't really run them. But then I've also seen them with little skis instead of uh, ice blades. So probably on, on good packed snow, they could uh, do it on the on the skis. So, anyway, let's see. I'm just about to where I need to be, so I'll uh, cut this off and start again. On my way back. Jelly Roll said, I created jazz and there's no jazz but Jelly Roll's jazz. Take it or leave it, it was Jelly Roll's jazz.
Speak with you for a few more minutes. Just left my folks' house. Nice little visit with them a little bit this morning. Got all the stuff delivered. I'm just uh, headed back home. I'll uh, actually put this together and put it out. I don't know. Wife went back to work this morning, so uh, I'll have the house to myself other than the cats and the dog. Uh, that'll be a be nice, I guess. Oops. Some guy backing out of his driveway with the snowbanks up as high as they are. It's hard to tell if there's cars coming. Snowbanks are taller than the, than the average car. At least real around driveways. Still like to know what happened. There's this guy lives at the end of the road here that drives a semi, and uh, there's a truck sitting there. Look, it looks like it either caught fire or it rolled over and caught fire. But uh, definitely not looking good. So I don't know uh, what happened, but it's still sitting there. Curious. I uh, wonder why they, uh, why, first off, why is it back at his house unless it caught fire right there? That's possible. Because it kind of looks like it's, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, it's a, it's a nice looking tractor. The guy, uh, you know, in the summertime, you'd always see him, you know, when he was home, you'd see him out there, out there uh, shining it up and kept it really nice looking so oh well don't, don't really know what happened excuse me ah, my flip over day worked all night last night it's about 9.20 in the morning now I'll stay up for another hour or two I think I got this uh, recorder dialed in. I listened back to that uh, the last podcast, the segment I did with the portable recorder. It seemed pretty good. So uh, I guess it'll do for now. Like I said it does pick up a lot of noise. I am going to order a uh, interview microphone for it. Probably get one of those Shure, uh, you know, the mics that you see. Uh, TV reporters have decent uh, condenser, I mean, uh, yeah, no, the dynamic mic, nice long handle on it, and uh, right adapter to plug into the recorder, use that all the time, this, this setup seems to work for this sort of thing, but I like to be able to go out and do interviews and other uh, things like that both for uh, the radio show and, and for the podcasts. So, uh, good. It's something that uh, sounds good all the time. Hopefully uh, getting there. Of course, you 
course, you know me. I'm always bitching about my audio quality, and it's usually uh, halfway decent. You know, minus background noises. <laughs> and you can't do anything with that. If you got a decent mic, you're going to get background noises. And it's all that noise-canceling stuff and noise filtering and post-edit makes it sound funny. So I guess I'll just put up with the background noise. You can definitely tell I'm driving down the road, which I guess is the point. You know, can't have a perfect broadcast studio uh, in the car unless you're sitting still and parked away from traffic. <laughs> end up freezing uh, around here did get above zero as I was uh, at my folks so we're now officially above zero and it's bright and sunny so definitely looks like a nice day uh, there you go yawning again uh, says I'm gonna get home at 935 according to the GPS. Of course, it's probably sending me in some goofy way. I'm going to say the TomTom isn't as as good with uh, local routes as the Garmin was. Of course, the Garmin was so out of date, though, that there were some roads that it didn't know about. Uh, not that many, but a, a couple. And, uh, that was slightly annoying, but I think the routing is better on it. Uh, I think the TomTom -tom likes to uh, stay on the biggest roads it can find, even if it uh, sends you a you know, roundabout method. Of course, that's also you know it's the shortest route, quickest or yeah, shortest route, uh, distance-wise, or fastest route, or. I don't know, there's a whole bunch of different settings, and if you go the shortest route, it uh, warns you about two uh, uh, about uh, dirt roads. And, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, there are some dirt roads around here, of course, and there's some seasonal roads around here, which, of course, I would guess that TomTom -Tom doesn't know anything about. To set it to shortest route, and then it comes up and says, Do you want to go on dirt roads or, or not? And if you hit yes, it'd probably send me down some, uh, some little more than two track roads. <laughs> and this time of year, a lot of those aren't open. So, uh, shoot, I got in the wrong lane here. I got some, some dude in a Prius that likes to tailgate. I uh, wonder if you can generalize about Prius owners. Probably not. It's like the old joke about... Uh, well, I've heard it told about a couple of different vehicles, but the old joke about the BMWs is the only difference between a BMW and a porcupine is in the BMW, the, the pricks are on the inside. I've also heard that told amongst truck drivers about Kenworth drivers, so... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, uh, I don't know, I've driven a couple of BMWs. They're, they're okay. Uh, I think if I was to get an upscale vehicle, and 
would either go with a Cadillac or a Lexus. Or Mercedes, too. They're pretty nice. And, uh, of course, we've got a Cadillac, but I told you that story over and over again, so I won't repeat it. But uh, it's, uh, it's a decent vehicle. Price was right. Neighbors bought a, uh, I think it's a 2000 model uh, Mercedes. And had a couple of problems with it, but uh, it seems like a nice car. A couple of times I rode somewhere with them or whatever, and it uh, feels like a solid vehicle. And same thing, like I said, with the BMWs, they, they seem pretty solid. Kind of, I kind of like my Toyota. And the Ford. And I had that Mazda truck for the longest time, and I like that. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I'm not too uh, brand loyal when it comes to vehicles. I guess if I was going to get a luxury vehicle, I'd likely go with a Cadillac or a uh, Lexus. Lincolns are nice too, I guess. I really had a lot of experience with with Lincolns. Uh, let's see. I've had Fords. I actually wouldn't mind finding an old uh, Michigan State Trooper car, uh, Crown Victoria. Of course, we all cop, well, not all cops, but most police station or police departments have the Crown Victorias, but uh, Michigan State Police have that distinctive uh, dark blue color, and uh, it'd be kind of funny, uh, you know, be, me being into ham radio, uh, if I got an old cop car, you know, they always leave those uh, spotlights in the corner, you know, on the, on the windshield there, and uh, then of course they have all the holes that they drilled for antennas. Well, I got enough antennas for my ham gear that I could uh, probably fill all those antenna holes with antennas again. And uh, I'd be willing to bet you I could uh, set the cruise at uh, the speed limit out on uh, out on any highway, and nobody would pass me or tailgate me or anything. That might be kind of cool, <laughs> huh? That's a thought. Yeah, I thought I'll have to look into where you would where you would buy one of those things. But yeah, well, probably won't. Passing thought. Well, it definitely uh, definitely looks cold. All the buildings in downtown now going through the main business district. Traverse City, and all the uh, steam coming up from everywhere, all the buildings. Uh, heaters are working overtime today. Oops, stupid dog. Uh, dog just knocked my uh, Bluetooth headset out. <laughs> oh well, he likes to likes to crowd me when I'm driving. So you don't get to ride very often anymore unless we're going on a trip. 
he's getting up there. He's uh, almost 10 years old, and for a big dog, that's pretty, uh, pretty big. In case you're wondering why I'm wearing the Bluetooth headset, you know, two reasons. I do have my uh, phone attached to it, just in case, but uh, the uh, funny thing is, uh, if I'm sitting here talking to myself, it looks a little less weird if they can see the, the Bluetooth headset in my left ear. <laughs> Not that I care what anybody thinks, but that's my thought. My story, I'm sticking to it. Speaking of Cadillacs, there's a nice one for sale. It's one of the big ones. Uh, probably from the late 90s. Ass wipe. Fuck you. Ha! <laughs> uh, it wasn't the Cadillac guy, it was some, some chick in a Jeep. Just had to freaking get out in front of me. Oh well. Speed limit's 25, huh? You know, how freaking fast do you need to get somewhere? Oh, well, I guess there's idiots everywhere. So, I don't know. Some chick in a Jeep. Hmm. Wonder if, uh, wonder if there's a stereotype there. <laughs> Carpet muncher, anyway. Oh well, uh, <laughs> that wasn't very nice, was it? Oh well, such is life in the big city. Yeah, really big. And well, just looking at the bay, actually, it's froze out a little bit further than I thought, and lots of steam coming off of it. Warm water, well, relatively warm. Wouldn't want to go swimming in it. Yeah, so I, maybe it will freeze over here soon. That'd be all right. Doesn't really matter a hill of beans to me, but uh, for, it would be kind of cool to watch the ice boats. And, uh, I remember one time it froze up. This is probably the end of February, and ice. You know, my uh, boss was ice. You know, he's an ice fisherman. And, was out on the bay ice fishing. Didn't see the uh, tanker coming in. They have a Coast Guard uh, icebreaker come in and open up a shipping channel to the uh, fuel dock so that the uh, tanker can come in and offload and bring gasoline in. We don't have uh, trains that come up here very often. Definitely don't have uh, gas trains. So uh, they'd be bringing in all by uh, water, and uh, so anyway, he was out by Sutton's Bay, good, you know, 15, 20 miles out, and the gas dock's about five miles out. Well, he was out there towards the middle of the bay. His car was parked, of course, you know, on the shoreline, on the parking lots, and the uh, tanker came in with the Coast Guard cutter, and it opened up the chipping channel. And he goes to walk back to his car and uh, notices that there's open water. He had to walk, I guess it was six miles in to where he could uh, walk to shore. And then uh, had to walk out on the road <laughs> all the way 
back out. Uh, this was uh, this was before cell phones were uh, a popular thing. This is, I don't know, like probably 95, 96. I mean, you know, everybody had phone. I think I had a cell phone back then, but it was one of those bag phones. Uh, you know, that you left in the car. You didn't. Uh, carry it with you very often. I suppose you could if you had the battery charged up. Of course, it's cold out. The battery didn't last very long. Hell, you gotta worry about that around here. You know, we go out snowshoeing or, or uh, you know, any extended period of time outside. You gotta make sure your cell phone's in an inside pocket, inside your jacket. Keep it warm, otherwise the battery will just get, get deader than hell. It's, uh, ran into that up on Sugar Island one time we were out ice uh, snowshoeing on the ice on the St. Mary's River and uh, my phone was just dead as a doorknob we were only out there maybe an hour and a half and uh, it's from the cold it's uh, something else oh. anyway another yawn I'll uh, cut this off and get back to it uh, when I get back to it. Everybody stay warm. Talk to a friend down in uh, Springfield, Missouri. Said they were having the possibility of ice storms. Or they were having ice storms, I don't know. It's like 5 in the morning his time when he called. Said he had to work from home today. Which his line of work he can do. He's uh, working from home, and uh, hopefully they don't lose power today. Uh, see, we don't have to worry about ice storms all that much up here. We either get really cold, or, uh, or you know, we have extremes, but we don't have uh, generally don't have too many ice storms. I think maybe once a year we might have a minor ice storm. It's been uh, a couple years. One time I, we had a really bad one. I, I couldn't get home. I lived out in Lake Ann. I couldn't, uh, couldn't get all the way to my house. So I ended up parking uh, this little pull-off about three miles from the house and walked from there. And you could barely, you couldn't walk on the road because it was so slippery. So I had to walk in the deep snow along, you know, in the ditch alongside the road. And even that was a little tricky because the ice was just thick enough to where sometimes you'd, you know, you wouldn't break through. And other times you'd break through up to your knees. That was miserable. But I got home. And by noon, sand trucks had been by. And so then I walked back up got the car and brought it home. That's when I had my old uh, Toyota Corolla, old beater car. And that, that car, <laughs> that was a fun car, uh, but it uh, wasn't, uh, wasn't too great in the snow. This Toyota's really good in the snow. Nothing's, nothing's good on glare ice, though. Uh, even, even chains. The uh, cure for glare ice is uh, really, really, really heavy vehicles. Uh, sand trucks and, and uh, plow trucks don't have too much trouble on it because uh, you know, they weigh a ridiculous amount of money.
money. <laughs> a ridiculous amount of weight. I'm getting tired, getting punchy. Anyway, with that, I think I'll just button this up and call it a podcast. Uh, probably play a tune in between the two segments and uh, all that. But uh, here, uh, pulling into the garage or into the driveway and soon the garage. So we'll call that good. We'll have a good uh, day and catch me later. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. You can check out other fine podcasts at blueberry.com. That's blueberry without the E's. That's all, folks.